A quick disclaimer before this episode, this episode discusses astral projection and we talk about some kind of disturbing things that were experienced in and around astral projection. So listener discretion is advised. Do you wonder about past lives? Have you ever thought about where your soul has been, where it's going, or what lessons and memories have been gathered along the way. In this podcast, we will discuss past life memories, psychic phenomena, energy healing, and other metaphysical topics with experts and the average person to find out how we can heal through these experiences. So I invite you to join me on my journey. Welcome to the Regression Session. I, I don't have a plan. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the regression session. My name is Ian. Welcome to the regression session. To any new people, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I don't think I've ever said this, but uh, if you haven't done this already, in your podcast player, in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening, hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss my weekly shows. I upload a new episode every Sunday at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. And I don't want any of you beautiful people to miss hearing my beautiful, beautiful voice every week. So hit the follow button to hit to receive... <laughs> all the updates and everything like that. Also, don't be afraid to share the podcast around with your friends and family. I know that they'll love it. This week, we're going to be hearing from Brandon. Brandon has already been on my show back on episode 15. So after this episode, definitely go back and listen to that one. He has some super crazy astral projection stories. This episode is kind of, it gets a little weird. But that's okay. I'm, I'm here to push the boundaries and, and extend my comfort levels for you guys, for your entertainment. If you would like to come on the show, shoot me an email. My email is theregressionsession at gmail.com. And here is my conversation with Brandon 2.0. Brandon, it's great to have you back. It's great to be back. And we were just talking. I just want to jump right back into that conversation. As if we never had to stop and say, hey, Brandon, thanks for coming back on. (laughs) But um, what I was going to tell you, one of my episodes, it Mm -hmm. it was with a dude named uh, Shimi. Mm -hmm. And he sent me this picture. Okay. Picture. Yeah. So on my Facebook, I tried, I post a few of them on my Twitter. I don't know if you follow my Facebook. Is that the one with the clouds and the people and stuff? 
Yeah, it's that guy. I saw it. He had some really, really interesting stories. I honestly only put into my show less than half of the stories that we talked about. I have like mm-hmm. f- almost four hours worth of his stories. Wow. <laughs> so he has a ton yeah. of content. But yeah. he, I had this dream, and, and this is going to be really like, like kind of f***ed up. For okay. any listeners listening, it, it, it really messed me up for a minute. And I had this dream back when I was like 17. I didn't know what to make of it. And I just I just kind of chalked it up to maybe being like a like a horny teenager or something. Mm-hmm. But it was just like it was just really messed up. So what the dream was, was I was in this facility. Right. And and it was like this metal facility kind of a place. And on this metal slab in the middle mm-hmm. of this room that had like two doors in it. Uh, it's hard to describe because I'm not, I have aphantasia, so it's hard mm-hmm. for me to recall, mm-hmm. but there was this, it, oh my God, dude, just say it, it's so f-ed up. Okay. So there was this woman mm-hmm. on the table mm-hmm. and she had no limbs. Oof. Okay. She had no limbs like it, but they were like, they weren't like severed, right? It was like they're she was, just not there. Yeah, they, it was like she was born that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a slave. <laughs> I'll just put it uh, that way. Yeah. No, I I get the context. you know what I'm talking about. And they basically like made it so she couldn't run away by having no limbs in this dream. Wow. And then I started participating, and I woke up horrified, and I was like, "What the? F- what the?" F- Wow. I was horrified and I didn't know. And I, I just kind of chalked it up, but fast forward, you know, 10 years or whatever. And mm-hmm. talking to Shimi, he sends me all these pictures and he sends me a picture of that. And he's what? like, this is something that I saw in wow. one of my astral projection things. He, he showed like a naked limbless woman. And he was like, she was a clone that was being used in trafficking for slavery um and they cloned her with no limbs so that they couldn't get away and it really disturbed me man that was (laughs) that was really disturbing to me it it really messed me up for like three or four days where i was like what and he said it was back in the 1980s and i was like what in the world did i see what what is this because i i forgot about the dream that was 10 years ago you know or so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't don't remember exactly like a flashback yeah, I saw that yeah. and I I was shocked. I was I was shook. I I yeah, literally no, this, gasped. This stuff is real. <laughs> it's just uh you it, the the hard part is knowing whether something is real real or whether it's psychologically real real. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's a little bit too big of a coincidence to for me. He drew exactly mm-hmm. what I saw. Yeah. Except wow. his had hair and mine was bald. Wow crazy yeah it was disturbing man i i I would imagine yeah no i've seen some disturbing so i mean i can uh i can relate (laughs) so you wanted to talk to me about my ring the experience that i had with my ring yes yeah i did um but we should probably recap it so why don't you tell me you know all right what everything that went on yeah so i have some ever since i was like a kid for whatever reason, I had 
this irrational fear of like, at first it was, it was about losing my, I'm the oldest child, but mm-hmm. first it was about losing my brother and sister. So, and, and this is going to get really personal. Mm-hmm. So my audience is going to know me really well after this. And so I'm, I'm putting myself out there, but mm-hmm. I, I was watching criminal minds on mm-hmm. TV and I was alone in the house, except for my parents. They were in like their, their back room doing something. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't recall the whole thing, but they were in the house with me. My brother and sister were playing outside and I was watching criminal minds by myself in the living room. And there was, there was this episode where this guy kidnapped children and then killed them. And I, all of a sudden had this like realization and I turned around and like looked at our family photos on the wall. And I had mm-hmm. this realization, like, Holy shit, my siblings could get kidnapped and I am, I'm the one that has to protect them. And so mm-hmm. that, that morphed, I ran outside that exact moment and I told them to get inside right now. <laughs> and for like four years, man, I made their life a living hell by just like following them everywhere they went. It was like super bad anxiety. And this might be more context than you asked for. But anyway, I went into high school Mm -hmm. and it it was all or like even like middle school. It was all good. Um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of like forgot about it. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. And then I went all the way through high school and then all the way until I was a father. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I started having anxiety about my son, not about like the kidnapping thing, but just right. like losing him in general. And I think yeah. that every parent kind of experiences oh, that yeah. on some level because you love your kids for the most part. And if you don't, yeah, think so. you're an asshole, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that out there. If you don't love your kids, f- you, but mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was at. And and I, I have this ring. It's like a Viking ring. I mm-hmm. feel really like drawn to Viking culture. Um, not necessarily like the killing part <laughs> or the plundering, mm-hmm. but, but just like their, um, their magic and, and their whole entire concept of like their, um, their pantheon and things like that. It's, it's really mythology. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really interesting to me. So I have this ring. It cost me a lot of money back when I was rich. I bought it and I had, I've suffered for, from nightmares, like mm-hmm. horrible, horrible nightmares for decades. And, um, like most of the time it was like literal demons, like tormenting me and pulling, like ripping me apart or ripping someone I cared about apart. It was pretty kind of messed up. And I was like getting desperate because it was affecting my sleep. So I, I, I tried, um, like sleeping pills that made it worse. And so I threw those away. I tried, um, meditating that helped a little bit, but Mm -hmm. not really. And then I was like, I was just desperate. I tried dream catchers and that kind of worked. And I think it was a placebo. And then I, and then I reached out to my friend. Uh, He was on my show. His name's Ashton. He -hmm. came on and he was in, um, I talked to him about this privately, but I was like, dude, I am having the worst nightmares. And he's like, have you tried enchanting something and sleeping with it next to you? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, try that. I was like, okay. So I got my ring I've made out this spell and I did it and I was like, yeah, whatever. This mm-hmm. is going to be like everything else. And then all of a sudden the nightmare stopped and I was yep. like, what the hell? And it worked. Mm-hmm. 
but he told me, Hey, you know, if you're going to do this, you need to, you need to cleanse this ring. You need to like put it in salt overnight once a week or so. Mm-hmm. And, and cleanse it that way and, and do some energy cleansing on it. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I didn't right. do it for like months. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to the night I was actually, actually during my interview with Chrissy and Vera, mm-hmm. um, they came on my show a few episodes back, like right in the middle of the episode, there's this part where I like stop talking really yeah. hard. And that's when this happened. So if you hear, if you go back, there's like kind of an awkward silence. I, I tried my best to like cut it out, yeah. but I was having these thoughts like hit me in the front of my head. And whenever mm-hmm. something's coming from outside of me, I always feel it in the front of my head mm-hmm. and it just overpowers all the rest of my thoughts. It's the only thing I can think of oh. when, the, when these things happen to me. And so it was like, your son's not going to live past five. Your family's going to get in, in a car accident and die next week. You're going to die of cancer. You're going to die of this. Um, hmm. Your mom's going to die on the way to work, blah, 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 blah. Just all these was, horrible thoughts. That was with, um, if I'm remembering correctly, those are the mediums, right? The one girl's a medium. Yep. Yep. Chrissy and Vera, it, there was two of them. It's, okay. it's the only episode I had two people on. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, but yeah, that, it was during that episode. And then all of a sudden I get this even more powerful thought kind of like pushing aside. And I know what it was now after, after learning some things that I've learned since then, mm-hmm. but uh, it was my spirit guide, which I, I've since developed a better relationship with, awesome. but it was just this very clear thought that said, take off the ring. And so I took off the ring and set it down on the counter or on my desk here. Um, and all of a sudden my brain went clear and I was able to finish the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were also mentioning with the astral projectioner um, from Israel. Did what, um, what were you saying about him? He he was the one that I was talking about with um the 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 messed up dream I saw with the right, slave. Right, right, right. Okay, so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't related to the ring then, or no? no. Okay, no, that was yeah. He he's he sent me a picture of a drawing yeah. that he right. had seen that was exactly what I saw yeah, in my I dream like ten years ago. I remember. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just because uh, I I wasn't sure exactly if there was like related to the ring on that one but yeah so do you do you have like um what's your current thought right now on what was causing that or what triggered it because i i have my own ideas you know my own speculation so i'd like to hear what your speculation is i i don't think it was like an entity or anything like that um i think that what it might have been because i the the enchantment originally what it was and keep in mind for anybody listening that's a skeptic i straight up didn't even believe that this was a that, like that this was going to work and then mm-hmm. it did and so it at first it was to protect me from nightmares and that was it mm-hmm. and then it morphed into protecting me from negativity and then it morphed into protecting people that were around me from negativity and that that takes a lot of energy Mm. You know, mm. and I think that feeding that energy 
it, it almost acted like a, like a sponge mm-hmm. and was sucking up all of my anxieties and all of, all of like that energy that it was supposed to like deflect. It kind of like mm-hmm. took some of that on. And then, cause it wasn't like, I, I've dealt with some intelligent mm-hmm. entity before, like, haunting a place that i lived Mm. and it would just screw with me it didn't feel like that it just felt like it was exuding that and then i took it off and it stopped yeah no that kind of makes sense because there was a couple ideas i had on it uh one instance is when you do enchant an item you're putting sort of your intentions your framing your perspective into it because like you're shaping the energy that's getting put into it um so sometimes people um there's idea in Jungian uh, psychology of the shadow. And if people don't have an integrated shadow, um, sometimes their shadow can twist that in the intentions in the subconscious mind, um, you know, and then there's another possibility. And that is that you're creating a pool of energy that's attached to an object. And when you create a pool of energy that's attached to an object, uh, you know, an entity could, possess it or or in an attempt to sort of access that energy um so those are a couple ideas that i had yeah yeah and i i thought about a couple of those things but really it just kind of felt like i hadn't done a cleansing audit in like two months yeah or so i just kind of felt like it got full for lack of a lack of a better yeah term. no that that makes sense actually now that you put it that way yeah yeah i actually did um, a cleansing on it that night and, and something weird happened to me that I also wasn't expecting. Cause I kind of thought that this, this stuff was just kind of like, uh, you know, this is, <clears throat> this is just a placebo effect or mm-hmm. this is just, it's not like real. It's just real in my mind. It, it makes me feel better. Right. That's basically what I, right. <clears throat> excuse me, what I thought. And so I, I went and I did this spell. It was a pretty, elaborate and the way i do it is i just draw out my intentions on a piece of paper with like Mm -hmm. pictures symbolizing to me what it what i want yeah Yeah. and then i place and i do it in a circle and then i place this little this little container full of like different stuff like cinnamon and pepper Mm -hmm. and salt and basil Mm -hmm. and bay leaf in it Mm -hmm. because that's what my friend told me works and i was like yeah okay why not anything helps yeah and then I put my ring in there and well, actually what I did is I, I put, I have this like a, it's like a crystal that my ring can fit perfectly on top of. Mm-hmm. If you set it on top, I put that in the salt thing. Mm-hmm. And then what I did is I tried not magic. I actually learned that from you, Brandon, from our yeah, episode. The court. I think usually I call it cord magic because not not versus knot is confusing to some people but yeah yeah tying a knot right yeah yeah so what i did is i as i took this a candle and Mm -hmm. i lit it and i with the intention of like this is my energy Mm -hmm. right like this is going to symbolize my energy and then i found just whatever i had which was a phone charger Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i took it and i tied a knot and set it down around this i put it around the candle and around the ring um, mm-hmm. crystal thingy. And mm-hmm. I let go and I was like, man, that was a lot of effort for nothing. And then within like one minute, 
I slumped over and I was like, holy shit. I felt like I just worked a 12 hour day. <laughs> you used a lot of energy. Yeah. Well, like. dude, it, it yeah. was so weird because I was feeling really awake. I was feeling really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Friday night. I was ready to stay up and like just chill and play some mm-hmm. games with my wife or something. And I just slumped over right on my counter and I looked at my wife. I was like, I was like, did you see what had just happened to me? (laughs) She was like, no, (laughs) obviously not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sucked energy out of me. And I was just like, Jesus, it was weird. It was, it actually creeped me out a lot because I wasn't ready for it to actually Hmm. like take energy from me, which was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, it depends because um, if you set a bunch of intentions and, you know, you don't, if you're intentionally giving it energy, um, you know, like, you can sort of dictate the amount, which can sometimes dictate the effectiveness and the amount of effect. But but when you're dealing with something where you're just doing a raw intention, it's going to just take as much as it needs, basically. Yeah. And I, and I was just, I basically just sent it out. Yep. I, yeah. And I opened my window and told it to get out of my house. Vanished <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the whole story. And I know it was kind of like, um, like a big, long story, but there you go. Magic is weird. Oh yeah. No, it's super interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a ton of practices when it comes to magic, but um mostly just chord magic and and um astral and that's about it for me uh, i do meditation obviously and and a few other practices so yeah like ever... one, that, one that i really like is with tea so um making myself like a tea. cup of tea sort of ritualistically yeah because you Did... can feel that you can sort of like charge the 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 tea with energy because water is just a really good carrier of energy so that's true it takes on the characteristics of whatever you put into it mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of sense actually if you look at it that way yep ha- have you ever looked at the work of dolores cannon you know i haven't um most you know it's most of my practice is just very direct it's very much like uh i sort of take on the effort of of um going there and and seeing stuff myself and and you know i enjoy um reading other people's stuff but man there's so much out there that's just bs that it's hard to find good you know what i mean hard to find good stuff so yeah well i mean i don't necessarily buy into everything that dolores cannon says but Mm -hmm. She, but basically who do you know who she was at all uh, i i know from stuff you mentioned in the past on like episodes but no yeah. you should probably give me a, a basic understanding yeah so dolores cannon she was one of the early pioneers of past life regression work mm-hmm. she was doing it back in like the 60s mm-hmm. so she she was really doing it and weirdly enough she was like into aliens beforehand mm-hmm. and then just kind of like got into hypnosis to do mm, like right. 
alien stuff like when when people were like i think i was abducted she would regress them to their abduction but then people would like slip into past lives and then she kind of exploded with popularity she ended up writing something like 27 books or so about all this stuff and and she has some some theories but to be honest with you it almost became like a cult i don't think she was trying to do that but when you when you when you do work like that it kind of yeah it yeah, kind of um, spawns it it can attract the wrong attention <laughs> yeah well no. one of the things that she did is she would go through and she would get information from different subjects mm-hmm. and she used a tape recorder obviously back then mm-hmm. um and she would ask people about like atlantis or like mm-hmm. about jesus or um or or nostradamus or whatever and she Hmm. would like catalog and record all this information and people were giving her the same and like the same Mm -hmm. roughly the same answer across different subjects like different um patients or whatever you want to call them um and one of the things that she talked about is this energy work and Mm -hmm. how your thoughts are real and they're physical. Mm-hmm. They're not like physical as physical as we are, but they're when you send out thoughts, you're actually you're actually sending something out, and that's why people that have uh, the habit of saying like, "Oh, my life sucks," and mm-hmm. I have the worst luck ever, and man, you know, I'm this is going to be a really shitty day. Yeah. Like those those people get exactly what they're looking for because they're sending out literal like manifest manifesting energy basically is what she, what she Hmm. says. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of understand that. Obviously I think that, uh, that there's one reality. I know I think I mentioned that in the last episode I was on, but I'm, I just think of it as like one reality with many layers, the physical just being one of those layers, you know? So yeah. Well, when, when I talked to you the first time, mm-hmm. I like, I've, I've had like a complete shift since then, because back then I was like, and I talked to you like episode 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually it was before that, but I uploaded it as episode 15 yeah. Yeah. and I was trying, I was out to prove it. You know, I was out <laughs> to like prove like, Oh, I'm a past life regression hypnotist. I don't even call myself a past life regression hypnotist anymore, man. I call myself a spiritual hypnotist because the way I look at it now is not like here and there. It's like, you're just changing the frequency on a radio dial is basically how I look at it. Well, you have a bit more perspective now. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some crazy stuff go down in some hypnosis sessions since then. Oh that yeah, changed my perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyone who gets into this sort of thing and and takes it seriously and and tries it out and is open minded tends to find pretty good evidence. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, another thing too is is that you know nowadays I when people talk about like let's just say mediums for example, mm-hmm. when a medium talks about like. Oh, your your um your grandma from the other side is mm. coming in. When they say other side, I'm just like, dude, that's like 
really limiting for like yeah. that's that's how i feel it's like really limiting what's actually going on because there's not just like here and there they're here they're just on a different frequency yeah i mean like from my perspective like it's it's easy way to communicate to someone who doesn't quite understand it as being another side because it like it requires a lot of like for someone to understand that like it's all one real reality with many layers it can be quite the like an overwhelming like it's hard to explain so it's kind of easy just to say like the spirit world or the other side for you know people who aren't as familiar so i understand why they do it it's just um i don't know from my perspective it's just you know we've got one reality going it's not like you know it's all part of the same thing so yeah i read this book called choosing to be a medium Mm -hmm. and she's like a self-taught medium and a lot of people that write books like this, especially about mediumship, there's like a lot of like politics about mediumship, I guess. Yeah. But drama. um, yeah, that that's a good word for drama, it. Drama. drama. And and like sh- she was saying how like there's basically the physical existence here on Earth, and then mm-hmm. there's the afterlife where we just plan our our life to come mm-hmm. back to Earth. And it just seems like after everything that I've gone through with like regressing people, it's just so like two dimensional to me. Yeah. I I think the way that I view it is like almost anything is possible. And so are there people who, you know, they die and then they plan their life and they come back. Yeah, sure. There are, but like um, that's not a good depiction of reality. You know, that's an experience inside of reality. And so I think a lot of people like they want it to be. They want it to be a set rule because the the idea that it could really be anything is terrifying to them. You know, so they like they join a religion. The religion says this is what happens after you die. gives them this feeling of certainty. Um, And maybe that is what happens because they're part of a system. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I was going to bring up the religion thing too. Like a lot of people come from a religion and, mm-hmm. and even people who don't like, like it, for example, if I like a year ago <laughs> would have mm-hmm. listened to myself talking to you right now about this, I'd mm-hmm. be like, he he's out of his mind. <laughs> like, like he's yeah. a, he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I, so I definitely get it. Where people are like, no, no way. Like mm-hmm. I had this, re- I'm going to call it regression just for simplicity's sake. I had this regression done to me where I was ripped apart by a Sasquatch. Oof. And that was weird. I, it was the last thing on my mind. I, I, I couldn't have been farther away from thinking about like Sasquatch. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> I'm being torn apart. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> That was, yeah. And I actually have that recording. It's probably going to be a wow. bonus episode, but uh, wow. yeah, man. It's and it, before I'd have been like, oh yeah, he. If I was looking at myself from the past, I'd have been like, yeah, he's making that up. Mm-hmm. Like that. That was your own imagination. But something, right. a couple things came from that that couldn't possibly have been. Could, it couldn't possibly have been made up because of 
stuff that came after that that was mm-hmm. like it was impossible I, right. I don't even know how to talk about it because it was so weird yeah yeah well over time you'll you know you'll get the words for it but sometimes it's you just have to process the whole thing you know well i was going to mention about you know the episode you did um with those two the medium and and the i forget um yeah christy and vera christy and vera yeah uh, i was going to mention though because that this is kind of one of the things that made me think about is they seem to um their channeling seems to, to talk about it as if they're part of a system and that's what it sounded like to me because yeah, they and, said things and, like oh you plan your whole life out yeah and i was i tried to ask them about that too i'm actually going to go on their show again coming up mm-hmm. here in january so maybe i'll get a chance to talk about them or talk about that with them a little bit more mm-hmm. but but yeah, a lot it just of people, sounded like a system to me. You know. A lot of people look at it as a system. They really do. Mm-hmm. E- even other regression practitioners look mm-hmm. at it as, a, as like a system or a structure. And I, I definitely can see why. Like I, I've seen the structure in, in my own work. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen stuff that you're just like, what in the hell oh, yeah. are you talking yeah. about, dude? <laughs> yeah, I think that some people, they want a system, they want structure, so they, you know, they become part of one, you know. I think that's probably the majority of people, be my guess. It goes back to that thing where you're like, you know, it's a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. You're going to find what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, basically. So let's talk about some st- some other cool stuff that you've that you've seen mm-hmm. that in your in your astral projection because I can't get enough of those stories. I love it. It's just so oh, weird yeah. and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I wish that I could do it, but I've tried and I just yeah. can't. I can't do it, man. I've tried it so many times to get out of body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've tried um, all kinds of different methods. I just I think the aphantasia. I think it really just it just stops you. It's too. Oh, I want to, I want to try something. I don't know if during the podcast or after, but I want to try something with you with that aphantasia. I'm curious about something. But. Yeah, go for it. If you want to, if you want to do it now or later, I don't oh, right care. Now? I'm sure I'm whatever you want, man. Unless it's like, requires I'm curious meditating. about if it's all your senses or just your sight. I think it's, I think it's just my sight. So can I here, I'll guide you through a really quick. Okay. Um, okay. Mental experiment. Or... Let's try it. Hey, everyone. I'm interrupting the episode to tell you all about my Patreon campaign. I love doing this podcast, and it is amazing to hear from people telling me how much they love it, too. It takes a ton of time and effort to keep producing content every single week for you guys, and I would love to put out even more for everyone to enjoy. By subscribing to a tier in my Patreon campaign, you can help support the show, provide more episodes, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and just extra content in general. So if you enjoy the show and you feel it's worth your time listening and would like to contribute, you can go to patreon.com slash the regression session. There's also a link in the description. Thanks so much for the support. I could never do this show without each and every one of you. Now back to the episode. All right. So 
I want you to think of yourself standing outside your bedroom door. Okay. Like like my office door? A- any door, doesn't matter, that you okay, that, that is associated with you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm outside. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it. I'm, mm-hmm. Let's do it. So, and then what you want to do is you just want to sort of sit down on the ground in front of that door, put your hand on the ground, and see if you can feel the, the flooring, like the carpet or wood floor or whatever it is. I can't, I can't like physically feel it, but I get like the impression of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like fuzzy carpet. Okay. Can you put your hands together in, in this sort of like imagination? Like, yeah, I, well, yeah, but again, I don't feel it. Like I'm you rubbing them, any... I'm rubbing okay. them up and down. Interesting. Okay. So it's like, like there's a little part there that, where your mind is registering it, but like the sensations blocked, right? Something like that. Yeah. What's so, weird. So I've actually found something that's really strange. Brandon is I've, I've accidentally came across this uh-huh. and I, I don't want to, I'm going to cut this part out because there are a lot of aphantasia people that listen to my show. Oh, okay. And I, and I would like to do an experiment with this. So mm-hmm. I'm cutting it out now. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I remember when I started practicing with other people, we would do sort of a partial projection uh, so that we could still be in like this court or whatever and talking. And um, I remember that after practicing that for a while, my sight got better. Um, like visually, like my ability to imagine things. So I was just curious about which senses you have access to or what, what it is there that's preventing it. It's just so hard to describe because it's, it's like I can get, I know what's happening. It's almost like a download. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, when you were talking to me just now, I was like, Oh, I'm rubbing my hands together. Like, yeah, but I couldn't feel it. I couldn't see it. I couldn't yeah. hear it. Could, I, could we try one one more thing? Yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's okay, try. Can you? What I want you to do is I want you to take your hands, rub them together, and then lift them up towards your face, and see if you can just feel what your face feels like and and your eyes, and feel if there's what you want to look for is just oh, um, like sitting outside my office again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay, you okay. Just, you kind of what you do with the imagined pair of hands is you kind of just inspect your senses, you know, because, okay. The... I don't have any eyes. <laughs> That's fucking creepy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think we figured it out. <laughs> I, I got a nose. I got a nose. Cause you know, hold, hold on. Let me, let me, let me mess around. Let me mess around. <laughs> I have a mouth. Let me feel my ears. It's like half of like half ears. It's so weird, dude. What is going yeah. on? Yeah. So, so, so this, do you, do you want to know why I wanted to have you do this? Why? Cause I took a look like earlier, like just in meditation and I'm like, this guy doesn't have any eyes. Dude, no way. <laughs> dude, you're, you're, you're f-ing with me right now. Oh, I'm not. In fact, I was about to say, 
because I didn't want to prime it. You know, I couldn't say too much earlier, but I was like, I want him to feel his face and just see what senses are there. But I couldn't be like, check your eyes out because I didn't want to prime it. Dude, I'm yeah. freaking out. What the hell? Okay, that was <laughs> like wild. I said, it's not too hard when you practice. It's not too hard to find confirmation. So that's at least confirmation for me. I don't know about you, but I got yeah. like half. I got like I get. I had like half ears, like the bottom part of my ears, like my earlobes were there and that it was nothing. Yeah. I had my hair. So, um, dude, that's creepy, Brandon. What the I hell is wrong with you? Else, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if during the podcast is a good time because it would take you to probably have to cut it up because I'd have to go deep into meditation. But there was a thing I used to do um, for people like way back when I was first starting out is I would go just partially out of body and I'd craft eyes with the different layers of energy and give them to people. Um, because most people, if they don't practice astral projection, they just have the physical eyes, the dream eyes, and they have maybe one other layer there, but they, they don't have any of the, like the, but yeah, I'd be curious to see if it has any effect on your perception. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's definitely do that. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm just like probably not right now, but not right now. Okay. No. So oh, let's rewind a minute, Brandon. What the <laughs> hell were you doing, creeping on me, bro? <laughs> uh, you know the thing is, is you just that when you're thinking about people, it's like you said, thoughts are real. They're not. So when you're when you have a very high level of perception you just see things all the time when you're talking to people uh you know when you're thinking about something like if i'm contemplating having a conversation with you and i'm running through stuff in my head oh i want to talk about this i want to talk about this sometimes there's flashes in my mind of information so (laughs) and i'm curious about aphantasia because i want to know whether it's like a physical ailment or whether it's a psychological one you know what i mean I have been thinking about this for so long about like, <laughs> what, what is aphantasia? Cause obviously mm-hmm. the standard materialist thing that people would say, hold on, you know, I'm going to Google it. Okay. Yeah. And everybody can just hear I me. I believe typing. it is the inability to see, to picture images in, in one's mind. I believe that's what aphantasia is. It um, says, well, I know what it is, but like, I'm trying to see if they have a, a cause. Like the, the official definition is the inability to form mental images of objects that right. are not present. So like that whole thing of like counting sheep, they, they literally have that as um, an example Yeah. on here. I, when my mom would be like, okay, count sheep. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, one, two, yeah. <laughs> and there'd be nothing. So, and I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't believe there's any known cause. Yeah. Or any known solution to it. Not known, at least yet. I'm I'm taking a look. Okay, it says scientists aren't sure what causes aphantasia. Most people with this condition are born with it and are otherwise healthy, or others develop it after a brain injury. Oh, uh, the ability to create mental images exists on a spectrum. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing? That was my son. Oh, okay. He's like, he walks in, he's like, hey, daddy, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll so, probably keep that in. 
Yeah, so this has been interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, um, okay. I've had different people tell me different things about me, okay? okay? It's weird, Brandon. Like, I had this one guy, and he was. I was like, yeah, this one psychic told me that I have my crown chakra, or not my crown, my throat chakra is the is the my like my main one or my strongest one yeah. and this and this guy was like yeah i actually had that download too before when i was meditating about mm-hmm. this i was like yeah your throat chakra is crazy strong and then he was like by the way archangel michael's with you eh i was oh. like what That's i was cool. like i was like i don't believe in archangel michael he's like yeah but he's real and he's there <laughs> yeah well you know i'm pretty sure that any um anything that someone believes exists any sort of spiritual being is either going to come into existence from that you know belief itself like be spawned by the belief or you know is something that pre-exists so i i I believe that too i I also believe that about jesus too but let's go back brandon i'm not done talking to you about why you (laughs) saw me with no eyes i'm I'm kind of just like like all i saw there was two imageries that came to mind his first was just uh, imagine someone that has no eyes, but that it's not like there's gaping holes or anything. It's just like dark. It was like know. skin. It was like flat, smooth yeah, skin. Exactly. Where I, where I was, it was creepy. Um, it was creepy. Because it wasn't, it wasn't, there was no like, uh, what should I call it? It was just as if there was just like, imagine a creature that has no eyes, basically. Yeah. Um, so, did you see my face? That way, did, almost. But... Did you see my face? No. But okay, um, I was like, "Do you know what I look like?" Here, I'll no, show you what I look no, like. No, I didn't get. And you know, astral stuff. No, that's I did that's not what see I your look face. like. Yeah. Like there's so, my camera. Um, yeah. No, I didn't see your face, but um, like it was just that was the the detail that stood out. And then I'm like, "Is this really the case?" And I looked again, and and I saw sort of just like sealed shut eyes or like closed eyes like sleeping almost so i'm like well one of those is correct like either he you know either doesn't have eyes or his eyes are shut or he you know this yeah i didn't feel any eyes that's so weird brandon dude i'm (laughs) i'm kind of weirded out that you (laughs) that you said that ew (laughs) i mean it's not it wasn't that weird I, i i mean i see far worse things like i could tell you of the experience that happened recently it was more of a vision but um tell me i want it i want to know it i actually wrote it down so i'm i'm gonna um should i read it to you or should i just t- tell you about it um whatever you want whatever you feel I'll more read comfortable. It and then i'll tell you about how about this so i keep a log um i've got loads of stuff here that's interesting but i like logs so here here is um here's the vision uh, let's see another vision this one transitioned from a dream i was in a different country i think south america because i saw black panther at one point in the dream i was inv- investigating disappearances so like people were disappearing for like they didn't know why and as the dream went on it became more and more like a vision it was revealed to me that there was a corrupt police uh responsible for disappearances and actually this is a real thing in some south american countries that are like really corrupt where the mob or well the mafia or the drug lords or whatever are like in cahoots with the police but yeah Yeah. and then in this dream it says okay let's see where was i at um 
it was revealed to me that there was corrupt police responsible for the disappearances. They were kidnapping people for a cult. At this point, I went into vision. I was laying on my childhood bed. A demon that looked like a floating orb or hand, though it was vague, came to me. It began to speak to me about what I had seen and eventually summoned a person with a large beard beside where I was laying. Um, I could see that he was startled. And I briefly thought about tying him in place so that I could trust he wouldn't do anything. However, the demon told me to be careful and not to tie tightly so that I decided against it at that point. Um, after a brief conversation between the three of us, I agreed to give him all the information I knew. So I filled an orb of light with everything that I had seen and a few extra details. And I placed the orb inside the bearded man's head. Uh, afterwards, he left and the demon stayed around. So I commanded him to leave because he was annoying me. And then I also wrote, uh, it seems to me that I was acting as a translator of sorts between the two of them. Um, the demon didn't seem malicious. Uh, I thought he was just carrying out a task for someone. Uh, he also left behind a dark wake behind him that evaporated as he moved. Uh, he was funny, but also annoying. <laughs> it was very okay. Those are the yeah. kind of things that happened to me, you know, just on occasion. So, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, my mind is still blown. I was when you were like, you're I still back. Your face. You're still back trying to process. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just seriously, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it'll well, be, it'll be fine, dude. It'll I think fine. people are gonna be like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, when I teach people how to read people, it's like it's actually very similar to your regression, where there's doors and and you typically you write the name of whoever you're trying to read or or yourself on a door or you find your own door. Like that's why I said, pick a, a door to your bedroom or your office or something. Um, Cause it, it's it, the associative um, nature of it being something that's connected to you lets you see yourself typically more clearly. So, so I'm going to do that to my friend, John, who has aphantasia and see yeah. what he thinks and see, see what if he, he feels. can get the, the, the senses from the tactile senses and, and figure out what's going on. I have this yeah. feeling, I have this feeling that I didn't used to have any ears at all, Yeah, but they're kind of like growing. It felt like they were kind of like growing. Oh, if that's, it makes yeah. sense. No, I would agree. You know, cause the, the spirit body or that let's put it this way. Um, when you imagine touching your own face, you're not touching your physical face. You're touching your mind's perception right? And your mind's perception is deeply linked to your energetic body. Part of it's physical, right? Because you have a perception of your physical body. Uh, part of it's going to be dream body. Part of it's going to be energetic, just the layers, right? So, you know, the dream body and the energetic body can be modified. So they can either heal damages or you can change things and you can install, you know, extrasensory, you know, some people who I know who are really into modification, like really into modification, they, they'll, they'll go through and they'll moderate, modify their, their psyche, like all the time to get it exactly how they want it. it it's, you know, it's kind of similar to your thing when you're talking about the ring preventing nightmares, uh, except it's more direct. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, astral projection gets crazy because you have this astral body and it's changeable and alterable. And suddenly you have this 
huge canvas which to change things and then you're like oh i'll change this and then you get back to physical and you realize that you know you see things differently or something like perceptions different or interactions end up being different that kind of thing i'm still weirded out uh hold on just give me a second dude, just give me a second dude i know that we're like we're supposed to move on but hey, i'm just um, like sitting know, here if you want to sit there for a bit i'm gonna use the bathroom real quick and i'll be back um yeah dude go take yeah. your number two or right. whatever and, and i'll be back and i'll just be sitting here i'm still thinking about it man I'm oh you're gonna have to think it. about it for a bit here <laughs> yeah i know i know yeah, so but, uh, uh you know the thing i tell people when they want to project if they're like oh i'm not good at visualizing i'm like you don't need to visualize um you just need one of your senses to be decent you know what i mean um so you check all the senses you check hearing you check you know your i mean you can do taste smell oh man i could tell you crazy stories when it comes to like that sort of thing um tactile senses warmth feeling of energy there's all these senses um like for instance the one here i'll tell you a crazy story right now if you want to lay it on me so when i was practicing with like i early on um or i shouldn't say early on but early on to practicing with other people in 2020 i go around and i'm looking for you know some a group of astral projectioners i'm on reddit someone links a discord i join it um there's a bunch of people there we share stories it's fun then there's one guy that comes on he's like hey i can read people um can i read you so i'm like all right sure i was thinking you know this guy probably doesn't you know i, I doubt he can do it but we'll see if he can so he goes and he reads me and he actually does a pretty good job so i'm like all right that's cool so i developed this friendship with him and he's like, hey, man, there's this problem I'm running into. Um, I sort of got into a fight with a cult and I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, but, uh, you know, do you have any advice, whatever, whatever? I'm like, hey, you know, um, I'll help you out. Just go ahead and like, you know, add me to whatever discord you're a part of. Because he was saying, you know, it's him and a couple of people that are having problems with this cult. So I'm like, all right, we'll see what this is up. So I get there and. It wasn't exactly what he thought it was. Um, it was a lot crazier than that. Um, basically, one of the people there was a psychic vampire. And they were sort of psychologically manipulating all these people in this, this discord, making them think that, oh, that, you know, they're being attacked by these. And he's like, these things are like, they'll show up. They pull, you know, grab my feet when I'm in bed. They'll wake me up, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, entities this sort of thing um and he was like and they put devices in us and all these sort of weird kind of crazy stuff and um so i began helping him out and i noticed that this one person's basically a vampire uh, I, from day one i'm like yeah that's a psychic vampire and the thing that psychic vampires like to do is they like to get inside people's heads so they mess with them you know they try to they steal their energy then they use their energy to manipulate them, you know, by creating all these uh, fantasies of, of beings entering dreams and stuff like that. So I, I caught on to that this was going on and I sort of, over time, that could be a whole story in itself. I cleaned it up basically. So afterwards I had this, you know, group of people who wanted to like practice and I'd sort of earn their respect. Um, and one of the guys is like, 
was telling him, I'm like, yeah, you got to get out of body so you can do astral drugs, right? Because he hadn't actually been completely out of body. He'd just done partial projection. So I'm like, well, we could try and partial projection. So he's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And he was like, oh, let's smoke something. So I'm like, all right, I'll go look for something. So I just go into partial projection, open up a door, find some, uh, some like a marijuana plant or something growing. And I, you know, harvest a certain amount. And I send him a bag of it. And I'm like, all right, here you go. Here's yours. I've got mine. <laughs> Let's try this out. So, you know, he partial projects thinking that this is bullshit. Uh, and he, he just eats the whole bag. And he has an intense psychedelic trip where he sees this golden figure and he thinks that it's God. He's like convinced for like 20 minutes straight. And like, I'm just over here like smoking a joint being like, oh, this is pretty great. But yeah. And he like kind of like blew his mind. <laughs> okay, so there's astral drugs now. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> oh yeah. When you enter the world of the psych, I I don't know if I want to call it the psychological world or just the world of thought or whatever you want to call it, but um, world of consciousness. You're dealing with you know like a drug. You take it to alter your consciousness. An astral drug is a direct energy going directly into the consciousness so it's basically you know it's a drug just in the same way just more direct that's weird man so there's been a lot of things where people are like oh this isn't that real or whatever and then they do something like you where they just try something out and that just blows their mind so it yeah it's pretty crazy this whole entire thing has blown my mind and this isn't <laughs> the first time i've had my mind blown really i, I you- just like well, yeah, well, let me tell you something that happened to me. And okay. I've talked about this so many times after that whole Sasquatch thing, right? Mm-hmm. I had this spirit guide and I didn't know anything about him besides he looks like an owl, mm-hmm. right? But when what happened was is this, the Sasquatch tore this dude apart. His name was Bart. It wasn't like my past life. It was a spirit rescue where I'd rescue like a fragment of a soul that was kind of trapped in like a groundhog day of his most traumatic moment. If that makes sense. Yep. And so right as he was about to get f***ed up by this Sasquatch, they removed me from his body and they're like, yeah, we're not going to let you experience this. Mm. And I saw the Sasquatch take like three or four steps, smack the dude's gun out of his hand, rip his arms off. The dude fell down to his knees. He pissed himself and he shit himself. And oh, then yeah. he ripped his arms or ripped his legs off and then crushed his rib cage and then twisted his head off and that was wow. that was that then he stomped around the campsite and then he like stopped and then like flipped his head in my direction me ian outside of his mm-hmm. body and he knew that i was there and he started psychically attacking me dude like i felt a pressure on my head and like mm. he was like projecting fear at me it only kind of worked but my spirit guide as soon as that happened, I felt or I he flipped his wings out and wrapped me up in his wings and he was an eagle this time and took me away. I learned his name. His name was which was pretty cool. Fast forward, I'm regressing my friend John. And I only told my wife his name at this point. I've told like a million people now. And he um John is in this cathedral with no doors or anything. And I was like, okay, well, where are you supposed to go? He's like, I don't know. 
And I was like, okay, well, is there anyone there with you? I'm, I'm sure you can see where this is going. But he was like, yeah, there is. I was like, okay, well, describe them. He was, and he was like, there's a guy floating in the ceiling. He has big black shiny wings and fangs, and he's really scary looking, and he has a cloak. I said, ask him why he's there. And he was like, he doesn't know why he's here. I said, okay, well, ask him what his name is. And he's t- he paused, and he was like, his name's nice interesting yeah and then That's i was really like, cool and then he ba- he confirmed that it was my spirit guide and then yep. he i manifested an elevator for john mm-hmm. and he went down the elevator and he was kind of scared but like held his hand in the elevator mm-hmm. and he's like he's really nice i was like yeah he is isn't he <laughs> yeah, so awesome that's one thing that happened to me and that blew my mind. I, I literally felt like an electric shock went through my body when, when he said, it's like, wow. Oh my, I was like, yeah. cause I hadn't told anybody and that's not like a common name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed that like when it comes to some of these things, especially when it comes to reading or like inspecting yourself, like I just had you do a little while ago, often like there's a different, there's a different, level of understanding that comes with it when when you see something new or interesting than if you were say told or if you um saw evidence of it like it's more it's more intimate the understanding so you so you just you got a sense that me ian had no eyes or they were sealed shut or something and then i was i was i don't got any eyes (laughs) I was actually kind of curious about aphantasia and I'm just like, well, what is this? And I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, you have aphantasia. I always hear there's a lot of people, especially in astral projection, that'll be like, oh, I have aphantasia because they have a reason to bring it up because obviously most of the techniques involve visualization. Um, So it's just something I've been curious about for a while. So I'm like, oh, that's right. Uh, Ian has aphantasia. And I was kind of thinking on that and I, I think I was meditating. I was just contemplating things. And that's kind of when I just saw like the perception for a moment that was like, oh, he doesn't have any eyes. But yeah, it's it's very common to have like what they call flashes of insight for me, at least. Um, people who have good senses tend to get types of flashes of insight, whether it be just information or images or sounds or anything like that. So. It was just a flash of insight, I guess. Right on. Yeah. And I've had a couple similar things, but like, like I said, it, it kind of felt like my ears were growing and it might be because I feel like I just barely got to the point where I can kind of hear when my spirit guide talks to me, kind of. Um, and I feel like it's kind of changing. So what was that thing that you said that you wanted to try that would take deeper meditation uh yeah i want to i want to give you a pair of eyes uh no idea how that'll work but (laughs) i'm just curious like whether it's a a psyche thing or whether it's a physical thing like a structure of the brain kind of thing or if it's something that's like just psyche you know yeah it'd be definitely interesting what we'll have to do is record it we'll have to do is like set it up and yeah record can, it and we can see do what it happens later. you know it doesn't have to be now um 
but when when there's a good time we can try and uh i'll probably have to like i mean you already gonna have a decent understanding because when you do regressions you're sort of like you're sort of out of body it's kind of like a partial projection um no you are out of body yeah when you when you do this you're i've had multiple people tell me that when you when you're doing these regressions if that's what you want to call it you're not just seeing these things you're actually there yeah and that's kind of what it sounds like um I, you know, I don't really use hypnosis as a method for getting out. I, I'm more of the person that goes through meditation, but I assume because it's the similarities are there from what you've said and what uh, people say. But yeah, that's then, in other words, that is partial projection, yeah, um, a form of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. A lot of the time. Well, I mean, if someone's coming to me and they have like, they have their own, I don't want to call it baggage because that makes it seem like negative, but you know, if they have their own issues that they need to work on, Mm -hmm. right. They're not going to get to the point where they're doing that. Mm -hmm. But because if they, I've had multiple, like a lot of people come to me and they've actually seen their own past life. Mm -hmm. I think you kind of have to work through that stuff with the hypnosis before you can move on to other things. I I think that that's a necessary thing. I've helped a lot of people with yeah. it. Yeah. But once they get past that point, like my buddy, John, he, he had one life that was kind of, uh, that he needed to work through. And then he just slipped right into doing all this other weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy, man. But let's, I think we should wrap up the, the actual episode <laughs> because we've been talking for a while and sure, this yeah. one, this one's going to take a lot of editing because it's all over the place. Oh, Everything yeah. that I could no. have talked about got thrown out the window as soon as I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't have any eyes. And you're like, I knew it. I knew it. And I was like, God. So, Brandon, thanks again yeah. for coming on the show, yeah, man. It, it was it was super cool. Kind of creepy. Super yeah. cool, though. And, um, yeah, let's, let's see if we can get me a pair of eyes. That'd be dope. Yeah, we should try. I don't know if it'll work, but we should try. That's it for today's episode. I would like to thank Brandon for coming on and talking with me about astral projection and stuff and and helping me go through that super weird experience. It was super awesome and kind of creepy at the same time. If you haven't already, definitely subscribe in your podcast player through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. It will help me out a lot, help me get the show out there. Head on over to my Facebook group if you want to make a post and interact with me. If you want to come onto the podcast, my email is theregressionsession at gmail.com, and I would love to have you on the show.
I like logs. 